This is Catching Waves, the podcast that started as a casual conversation between three brothers on a hike through Muir Woods. It evolved into a continuous exploration of philosophy, brotherhood, and life. We welcome you to join us as we question, experiment, document, and grow. But claim no responsibility if you achieve cosmic consciousness, elevate to the supreme bodhisattva incarnate, or find yourself dumpster surfing in Skid Row while following along at home. Listener discretion is advised. And, as always, all waves caught during our exploration were safely released. Enjoy. Episode 146, Control. What the hell does that even mean? How often does the urge come up? Do we have it? Can we be in control? How can things be out of control? What does that mean? Does control exist? If so, do we have control of control? What do we have control of? What happens when we let go of control? All right. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah. I, um, we just had a hell of a couple few days. Couple few. That's one of Elena's sayings, couple few. Um, but we had a couple of days of intense yard work. And so I'm pretty physically exhausted that's good that's the midday beer <laughs> <laughs> no, i get it the The best beer there is really come on yeah yeah absolutely gotta work for it how are you doing yeah pretty good had a pretty chill weekend and uh it's nice outside we got home uh, about last week and it uh it's not it hasn't been as hot just nice and cool and there's been some nice breezes at night so uh of course i checked the weather it's going to be 110 next week so can't win them all yeah <laughs> but it's pretty nice when you got back all right so this episode is about control so i got i found myself not wanting to prepare too much beforehand as far as trying to write out what I thought it was. It was more found myself uh, exploring questions more than anything else. So I kind of want to throw a couple at you if I could. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What exactly is control? What's is, is there, what is it? My definition of it. Sure. Hmm. That's a yeah. The mind gets going real quickly. Control. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna fly right off the handle. Whatever floats into my head. Perfect. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind, interestingly enough, as I'm sitting here with my eyes closed and just thinking, is con- controls an illusion. And 
the the idea that also follows that is that what I feel like the experience of life is and that people most often fuck up is they think that it's like one or the other, like I'm controlling this situation or you're controlling this situation or, you know, um, that we as individuals have a certain amount of power over situations. And I don't think that's true. I think that like, and this is kind of a recent realization is that there's a constant relationship happening always between our experience and whatever the, um, you can call it the universe, you can call it God, the cosmic power or whatever. There's a relationship going on there. And again, as I've experienced it, it seems as though control, like we think we would like to have, would be a nightmare. The The film that like... Um, I instantly start thinking about is sphere and that was, that that was based on the Michael Crichton book. And in that, you know, there's several characters and they are, I believe they're in like a submersible and they're going out to a spot in the ocean and there's this sphere and nobody knows really what it is, what it's doing. But as the story unfolds, some of the characters, they realize that this thing has power. It has the power to manifest whatever they want or whatever they're thinking about. And then that power becomes overwhelming. And as they realize they have that power, many of them realize like, Oh, this is a curse. Like we don't, we don't have the ability to dictate properly this energy because, and this, I feel like, I mean, it's, I, especially coming from like a guy like Michael Crichton, who clearly was utilizing some sort of power very creative power. And I think a lot of creatives have this and become aware of it. And the stronger they get at, you know, creating what's in their mind, they start asking questions about, well, who created me or what created me, but it becomes very, uh, like a practice in, you know, um, in awareness of, perhaps their own spirituality or their own, um, I don't know, existence is that there is some sort of relationship going on and to have that power fully really would be because imagine 
you know, if you had the ability to have whatever you want, create whatever you want right now, it would quickly become a mess because everything that you create has consequences. So if it was absolute right now in the moment, like many of us think we want, it would be disastrous mm-hmm. quickly. So I guess that's my answer is that um, kind of shaping that whole thing out and really think about it. It's, it's power. It's uh, creative power is what control, I suppose, would be. You could create the anything you want. It kind of brings to mind, you know, I think the first question you asked me when I asked you what control was, you said what my idea of it is. I said, sure. So it, it that movie almost paints a picture like we've had plenty of stories about what we want, like what we think having total control would be like. It, oh, it'd be awesome. It'd be great. It'd be exciting. It'd be good. Um, exactly what I want, but then he paints this story that kind of makes our our ideas of control seem kind of juvenile. Like, truly having that much control might be something we don't understand. And it yeah. might be a horror show. <laughs> yeah. As, um, as that movie kind of seemed to be, I, I seem to recall them using the power to forget they had the power because it was making them scared and it it was something that they didn't want to have awareness of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and who knows, like, I mean, just touching on that, it really does like that's Aladdin as well. This is, this is something that has been thought about extensively and retold in certain in different ways different variations but i really feel like um i really feel like the people who have that ability more than most that's why they create those stories is because that's what that's how they create stories that's how they create that's how they you know, um, the idea that comes to mind is this is funny. Just talking about this is that I think a lot of artists, creators, designers, they, that's the game they're playing. That's the fire they're playing with is they want to create something that like really connects with people right Mm -hmm. and then you see it you time and time again eventually these artists they realize that the thing that will connect with people is their ability to kind of almost foresee So instead of like guessing, you know, oh, maybe they'll like this, maybe they'll like that. They decide to kind of call their shot like Babe Ruth and, and like write about 
something that they are dabbling with or, you know, they want to happen. And I can't remember the band, but they, they created a song called Sell Out. It might have been Real Big Fish. Sell out with me, oh yeah, sell out. The record company's gonna give me lots of money and everything's gonna be all right. You know, that song. And it's like, I know it sounds like a, a ridiculous example, but it's like they were trying to have control over their situation by creating music of them having control over their situation. This is what's going to happen. And that isn't rare. Like Adam Sandler, one of his earliest recorded stand-ups, I saw and I watched and like somebody had mentioned, they're like, watch. He calls his shot and he gets up in front of everybody. He's nervous as hell. And I mean, and Sandler, it seems like he, he battles with, you know, being in front of people anyway. And I think I've already mentioned this, but it's like, he gets up there, he's super uncomfortable, he's jittery. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, I'm not very good right now, but, uh, in, in 10 years, I'm going to be, I'm going to be loaded. I'm going to have millions, blah, 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 blah. And he's like going back and forth and everyone starts laughing. And that was so genius is because he was so fucking nervous, but he made a joke knowing he was going to be nervous telling it. And he was genuinely nervous and he's talking about how, how, you know, successful he's going to be at this and everyone's laughing at him, but he on the inside already had the, the belief that he's like, I don't give a fuck what you like. I know you're going to laugh at me, but I'm laughing at you because I'm going to make this happen. He's tr like, he was taking control yeah, and utilizing it in the most genius way. And again, you see that pattern over and over again, dire straits money for nothing, chicks for free. They had said this way is hard. This way is easy. This is nothing, baby. This is what we're doing. And so everyone gets to join in, in including your dog, <laughs> gets, gets to join in on that journey and feel like they're part of that. And they get to be part of that belief as well. Like, yes, I, you know, we're going to make lots of money. We're going to hit the big time and you guys are right. And they have that belief within them. You know, so I don't know what, um, I'm sorry. What, uh, what do you think control is? What is it to you? Oh, sorry. It's... I was trying to, I was trying to take control. Never mind. I'm taking a, <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I love the back and forth. I, uh, maybe I'll just more than anything else, try to, uh, respond to some of the things that you brought up um okay and I, i'm glad that i'm having i'm getting the chance to listen to somebody else's thought process in this um one of the first things that you kind of brought up to me was just the fact that 
you know, I ask you a question about something, and you immediately have to go into your ideas about it. We all kind of have this general idea that, you know, control is something that we all feel is there. And we, we know the idea in general, but then you get asked a very specific question and you go into your ideas about it. And there might be a difference between the control that we think of, that we want, that we understand, and coming into contact with actual control. Um, we might find out we don't understand it completely or we have a very kind of elementary understanding of an idea of a real thing. And at several points in my life, I feel like I've come into contact with the difference between what was in my head and what was outside. And the ideas always seem, not that they're wrong specifically, but it's just... It's an alphabet on the wall compared to the real thing that's moving you and shaping you and something that you might actually have some kind of influence over. So, I mean, I for the last couple of weeks, I've been focusing on control and the way it kind of comes up. And sometimes it feels like it's uh, one of the things I thought about was you know, not just what it is or, or if it's an actual thing, but I would, I would find myself in a, a particular circumstance and let's say like something was stressful, that, that feeling, that the belief that something happened that was wrong, that would come up. And the feeling of, no, that's wrong would come up. And yet... I didn't really do it. I didn't have, I didn't choose to have that reaction. So that, that feeling would come up and it would feel like a giant no. It would be like a, an automatic reflex, like a spasm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my, my first thought was, oh, I have to stop doing that, which was another spasm. Mm -hmm. And it was like, <laughs> you could find yourself in just this downward spiral or upward spiral of increasing spasms in response to each other. Um, but when I was paying attention enough, I could just watch the spasm come and go. And it brought up an immediate question to myself that like, well, even if there is control, and even if I have control, which are two different things, do I have control of control? This thing that's happening, this attempt to control the situation, control what's happening. Do I have control of this thing? Can I choose for this to happen? Can I choose for it not to happen? And it, it brought up other questions as far as maybe I don't under... What I wanted to have more than anything else is more exploration of these attempts to control as opposed to get better at using it or get better at fighting it maybe i didn't understand the real thing like which i think like Crichton was trying to point us in that direction maybe we'd find out that instead of relying on our ideas that it's good or bad 
that we would maybe understand that we don't understand the whole picture. Yeah. So you had mentioned just now about like, rather than trying to take control of control, you know, situation pops up uh, and then you instantly say, Oh, this is bad. So then you're, you're instantly taking a, you're reacting to it out of habit. Your first habit assessing quickly what it is and then coming up with a, a reaction to it being yet another step, you know, like both of those, just the idea, how you view it and then how you react to it quickly. And I find the timing synchronous because I had just written this in, um, in my morning journal and I'll just read it as I wrote it and it's not fully formed. I I had meant to come back to it, but I'm glad you brought it up because it just made me think, okay, so the passage that I wrote, think of moods as waves. If you're in a good mood, jump on your board and ride the wave. Um, To really catch it, you'll need to time it right and use all your faculties. If you're in a bad mood, let the wave pass. If you already started riding out of habit, just aim to get away from it as safely as you can. And again, obviously my perspective in writing that is taking control. But I like your your perspective that you added that it's like, well, who are you to say it's good or bad? You know, um, because if you really look at all the situations that are happening, the experiences, the occurrences that are happening, they're all happening for you. And how you look at them is how you're able to grow. And that's easier said than done. And I think that it's like, for the most part, most people have that awareness that like we're in this kind of machine or simulation and things are happening to they're happening for us and you can you can say it's to improve you or to further you on the path that you're supposed to you know get to and everyone has different goals and you know, they've, they play different games within the giant game that we're all in. But I suppose the one that, that I have chosen to play is, and recently this has become a little bit more clear, is that I want to enjoy this. And when I'm not enjoying it, that's my perspective. And maybe there's something that I don't enjoy that someone else loves. But for me, I can't fake that I don't enjoy something or that I do enjoy something. And I think that's, you know, 
part of it is out of habit. And there are certain things where you just have to say, I, I need to become better at enjoying this because this is part of my journey. But then there are other things where you're like, I don't need to enjoy this and having the, um, the clarity to understand the difference between the two that comes back to knowing yourself and being, being honest with yourself and with that journey. Yeah. I, I I like what you say about, uh, it's hard. It's so weird. I mean, I think the initial question about, um, controlling or not controlling something happens and we're kind of always pit between these two poles of yes this is good this is what i want more of that and this is bad it shouldn't have happened it shouldn't happen again and less of that or none of that and all of that is kind of contingent upon the thoughts and feelings that are already kind of present that come up seemingly at will. I don't really have to choose them. And, uh, but we start talking about control and I'm initially, I mean, it's a very simple thing to, to start to view it in a bad sense, like it's bad. But if you were to try to, but you you witness that spasm when something quote unquote bad happens and you're saying no and then you notice the spasm and then you try for it uh, you try to calm yourself down i mean it, you're just adding another layer of an attempt to control the situation so you're really not in a position to control anything or to not control anything it all kind of comes out the same way it's like a modification of what is happening and going in the opposite direction is really not any different it's still like the same game you're playing and we don't even think about this third possibility of just i i, I we have this way of thinking that even being honest is still not going to change the duality of yes, this is good, and no, that's that's bad over there. Um, but being totally honest and saying yes, I I I don't want this to happen, or no, I don't enjoy this, is quite a different thing in and of itself than than engaging something and fighting what is happening. To be able to kind of stand back and just be honest about something, first and foremost, as opposed to the very human um, and very varied way that we are constantly trying to control the entire situation. Just taking a step back, I think, is like that new kind of way of functioning seems wiser to me than what we normally do is just just endless layers of control over the situation. It reminds me of uh, what I had said in a previous episode about my attempts to control a bad day.
Let me bring him into the room. It'd be easier that way. One second. So, it like I said, it kind of reminds me of um, that previous episode where I mentioned my attempts to control a bad day and to not have it. And, like, every single game I played to deny the elephant in the room, I could never fool myself. Because somewhere deep down, even if it was very hidden, I knew that I was avoiding one of my own feelings and which is kind of weird it's like you're you're multi-layered and you you try to find a way to forget that and what i was really doing i i, I kind of saw it when like the antidote for me was not to try to be super happy about the bad day and try to paint it up you know lipstick on a pig or something it was just another game and that's not really different. But then when it seemingly spontaneously, I had this, I wouldn't even call it a thought. It was just this feeling like that the only thing I can do is just to allow it. Yeah. And that's, that's not saying, yes, this is awesome. I love this. It's just saying uh, there's just like a dropping of all effort. It seemed like just in a way, it seems like total, uh, total surrender, surrender, it's yep. surrender, but it's definitely, it almost comes across like, you know, I can understand why somebody would belittle the idea of surrender. It's because there's a very big difference between the, the idea of surrender and the actual thing, just like control, um, kind of reminds me of Yoda's statement, uh, you know, do or do not, there is no try. Um, it's a very hard thing to get at, but there was honesty in just saying, okay, allow it to be what it is right now. And it, mm -hmm. it kind of took me out of the engagement mode and I could just see the whole thing, but it was funny how the allowance of something was something so foreign to me in that spun up state that it was that was the true antithesis to to these very la layers of control over the situation it was more like it all the water was crystal clear and still again and i could see the the visual metaphor that came to mind as you're talking about surrender in that context that has never crossed my mind, but I feel like it'll give power to those situations, not, not in a negative way, not like in a holding on way. God, this is a hard thing to talk about because of 
just the uh, just the idea of it. But something's happening that you can feel inside you do not want to happen. But you're saying, all right, I know I don't want to respond. I don't want to react in the way that I normal, normally react, but I can feel that inside me. But I'm going to allow it because I don't want to play the game of the ping pong back and forth. I'm going to be in a great mood and fake it because then that just gives more energy against it. It's like putting gasoline on the fire, you know, yeah. or you're like trying to blow out. I think the better metaphor would be you're trying to blow it out, but you're just giving it more oxygen, which, you know, gives the flames. They get bigger. But the visual metaphor that came to mind was the. Um, the image of that monk that was on fire. That to me is surrender in those moments. The the graphic that was on the that photograph that was on the cover of the Rage Against the Machine album. It's like that's what it feels like. When you are surrendering, you're like, this is happening. And I don't want it to happen, but I'm not going to add anything more. I'm gonna be peaceful within the uh within the eye of the storm. Yes, it's hot. Yes, it's burning me. But I'm not going to give anything to it. I'm going to allow the flames to do what they do. And and then I will, you know, obviously that man did not get to stand up and move on. But we will, you know. And to think of it in that context of like, all right, I'm surrendering. This is how I feel. I'm going to allow these feelings, these emotions to to occur within me. But I'm not going to fight against it. I'm not going to try to blow it out. And I'm also not going to feed into it. I'm not going to ride the energy of it in any way to amplify it. I'm just going to allow it to burn around me. Mm-hmm. You know? And I don't know how that, uh, how that plays out. But I've been in situations where I have done it successfully and it, I mean, really to use that metaphor again of the wave, it's hard because it does, it takes, it's not a common skill. I, you know, it feels, it, it very much feels like, like surfing. If you've ever surfed, you get on a board and it's intuitive. It's, it's this like, intention based like okay this is what i'd like to happen but i don't have control over the wave and really in that moment there's so many things to think about on your board if you haven't ever surfed before there there's too many so you're going to mess it up but the more you do it the more intuitive what you should be doing happens but again it all it all comes back to you don't have control over the wave the wave is a massive powerful thing that is not you you don't have control over that. So you can't focus on trying in any form to control that energy because it's useless. And the more you try to do that, the more energy you exhaust, the worse off you you are going to be at trying to write it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it all does to me kind of come back to 
what do you have control over? Focus on those things. So let me ask you that, um, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, what do you feel like you have control over? What do I feel that I have control over? I'm not even sure that such a thing like control exists in the way that we think. And the way that is common to think about control. I mean, I can tell you, stepping back from my life right now, and it's a scary thing to admit, that I don't know if there's anything that I have that I have control like anything coming up and going if I really have control over it it just seems like it's there might be like an influence over it Mm -hmm. which seems like a, a lesser degree of what we're talking about but maybe control is just the wrong word the wrong idea to convey something we don't really understand because and I brought this up with Nate, um, sometimes I've gotten the, the impression that there might be control, but it might not be something that I have. I have possession over. I, I have control over. Um, there's been times where stepping back from something and no longer playing the game of trying to control it um whether that be to it to say yes to that thing or to say no to that thing uh to make it happen uh, make it stay or make it go away when i allowed it there was the uh, there's no helping this not sound like it's a zenny type proverb but what I, we've what, gone too far down this rabbit hole not to so just keep yeah. continue. <laughs> well it's i feel like what the, the ideas and the the feelings that come up when i daydream about what control is or what real power is or whatever you want to call it and i've never felt that feeling i've never you know i've never had that intuition that what I'm trying to do resembles what real control is, what real power is. It, that just always seems kind of comic booky, And it's only when I've stepped back from something and I saw whatever it was I was trying to control moments earlier just happen the way it, it does. Whether that's watching the next five seconds or watching the next next couple days, whatever. When I wasn't trying to control, when I wasn't engaging the world that way and I was just watching things, there was the sensation that, like, 
I was coming into contact with what real control was. Not that mm-hmm. I had it, but it was almost like, it's almost like, a, I mean, if you want to turn this into some other type of idea to express it, it would be almost like, well, all my attempts to control things was just the, the egoic, the personal self having not just an influence over things, but a real stake in the game. They could, I could do things. And then letting go of that, you come into contact with like God's control, God's authority versus my own. And I didn't really understand what that, I I didn't understand what that was, but at the same time, it felt like when there was this surrender of control, suddenly there was control. Mm -hmm. And even though, I mean, I'm still filled with all these ideas and beliefs and feelings about a, a personal subjective self that has, that's the real point of this game. It was only when that got out of the way with that had a momentary glitch that I saw what real control was, what real happiness was, whatever it was. Um, strange to feel like there was everything was under control when I let go of control. Mm-hmm. And it's still just a, a way of expressing it. It's that doesn't really cover everything I felt uh, coming into contact with those situations. But, <clears throat> but feeling like I don't have to continue this weird kind of, um, involuntary flexing like I'm uh, I'm the one trying to control the wheel that I don't really have control over it was nice it's like oh wow I really can just let go but you have to see that otherwise it just becomes me deliberately letting control of the wheel waiting for you know control to happen it's a subtle game of still trying to control the situation um anyway yeah i'll leave it at that yeah you you touched on a a couple of things and i loved how you wrapped it up because it like i had written down right at the very beginning of what you were talking about because you said something that triggered an idea and it's something that I've uh, I've talked about. I don't know if I've written it down before. I think I've had this conversation with both you and Nate before. And I find truth in it. Um, we've had a topic about intention. But the idea of real control not being this heavy-handed thing. It's subtle. Mm-hmm. And it's... Real control is a surrender of how something happens. And it's a virtuous intention that is clear, defined, and absolute. And you say, I'd like this. If I don't, you know, and then 
behind that is really, but if I don't get it, I know that it's because I'm not supposed to have it, but you set that out and you kind of know in your heart why, well, you do know in your heart why you want that thing. And then you in no way, shape or form try to manipulate the how and you just say, however it happens. Okay. And then you just pay attention after that and really listen. And that process I've been like refining for a while now. And for, from my perspective, um, it's effective, but there are also times where I still get like clouded and I divert back to old habits and old ways of thinking or whatever in, in certain moments. But now my awareness of when I'm doing that is so high. And it's weird, like, like just recently, um, I was trying to decide on like the name because I've been like working out, a uh, an idea and I was trying to come up with a name for this thing. And I'm like the worst at this because I have so much fun. Like I want so to have Tesla, con- I'm sure. So you're you're probably yeah. pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much fun being awful at this. <laughs> so there I play the game. <laughs> so I play the game knowing I'm like, oh, I'm totally nowhere near it because I'm trying. That's so a hard. that's a really good game, actually. If you want to get into <laughs> this topic, it's. I mean, you're you're kind of being sandler up there you're being yeah. uh what's his face from the office you uh god the guy who plays andy we mentioned him on a previous where he was like i'm gonna go up there and bomb it's like yeah. yes yeah. like suddenly that's control that's power right there yeah yeah because i know i'm like i know i'm not gonna get this <laughs> <laughs> it never fucking works this way but then I, but i really do enjoy that because i have the awareness of it and i'm like i don't even know if i'll ever be good at it um with like in this context but i still have fun yeah and so i'll I'll play it for a certain amount of time and then i'm like all right all right and like that machine kind of gets running in my head and i'm like no okay it's it's enough this doesn't go anywhere (laughs) But it is enjoyable to to play it every once in a while. But it's funny because it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know if all of that energy that I do put in enjoying and playing that game eventually um, allows me to get the right thing. Because more often than not, it's like I play that game on one end for one thing. And then something else that I'm not focused on becomes so clear right after. And I've noticed that. Yeah. And so I'm like, and then it's like, it's undeniable. And it's almost like I'm like, 
setting up like, this is how I don't do it. <laughs> and then it allows the space for once the thing that really does mean something pops up, I'm like, this is it. And then I just, I 100% know. And I'm like, this isn't a game. This is real. And it happens so quick. And I'm like, yep. And I trust it. Yeah. And it's probably because I had played hours on the other game of like, I'm not going to trust it. I'm just going to play this game. I'm going to keep guessing. And I know I'm in it. And I'm in a fucking death spiral with it. But it's so much fun. And ooh, what if it's right around the corner? And it never is. And it never happens that way. But yeah. It. I like you like those. um, I've got to be in a more playful mindset to really enjoy it. Otherwise, it might be taken as just a personal thought and just another layer at at an attempt to control. But playing with the ideas, I think, can kind of give you some perspective about what you're really trying to do. And it's almost always, I mean, I fluctuate between mindsets and having the correct mindset to look at any situation in front of you seems like goal number one, as opposed to just trying to force the situation into a mathematical equation that you that you um, have already proved correct. There's this other way where you have to stand back and really see the situation fresh. Um, I, of course, I try to control the situation by always being in that mindset, but, um, it's, it's a weird kind of thing. It's a, it's almost like it's a non-game. You can't, you have to be careful for that, that urge that takes it over and tries to correct the situation. Um, but it, it's so strange to me when you, you can see clearly like that, where you can look at certain things and it's just so obvious. There's no effort to try to understand. It's it's not really difficult. Um, I usually open myself up to those happy accidents. I open myself up to seeing the situation correctly when the absurdity of trying the absurdity, the the pain of, of trying to resist becomes too much. And um, I don't know, maybe it would be helpful to focus on just the reminder of I don't have control or that's or any type of effort to try to control is the, that's the doorway to, to falling, basically. Um this also brings up something that it's it almost seems to me like it's the difference between a question and an answer when you are trying to manufacture the answer you're saying this is truth then something will come across and say really because truth is malleable your reality is different than that person's reality so there are many truths it's almost like this system you know this the universe or whatever will challenge that idea 
you as your feeble little self you declare your gandalf and you throw your staff down truth <laughs> and then all of a sudden it flicks you <laughs> yeah it's like like an ant you're like no <laughs> bam <laughs> and it hits you and says fuck you that's that's not the uh that's not the forum that's going on here you ask a question and then you and then i this great powerful thing within your question instantly like a lightning bolt go into your staff your staff is the question not the answer so you don't get to say what the truth is real control is saying i don't know shit <laughs> i'm small this is my question and then bam right into your staff comes oh right it's so simple when you've when you've already done the work of clarifying and defining your question it's almost implied what the answer is yeah oh yeah, yeah. that's that's and i think that's I don't know if like the metaphor would be you're you're sitting in a body of water and you're trying to get the ocean to move in a way that it doesn't usually move. It's like you're just trying to conduct this magic, but then a very real wave, a very normal wave behind you comes surging up and, you know, submerges you basically. And our ideas of what truth are and it seems like we get so carried away with we find a truth it just instantly becomes this smaller wave within the whole ocean but then the very real thing it it really truly does exist but it's not so small as any idea that we have about it it's uh yeah, a lot of people will say that you know that the truth is the truth isn't relative, and I don't believe that it is, but it's the whole thing, not any one little specific thing that we're trying to imply just to you know beat it over the head of our enemies to say, oh no, 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 the truth isn't always convenient. Well, says the person that's gonna kick and scream when the truth happens to them um much better to kind of sit back and pay attention to to the real power as opposed to think we understand it from the ground level <clears throat> um I've I've been writing about trying to focus in on all the things that I have awareness of. And it always seems like any type of control is something that I that there's a from my perspective there are thoughts, there are feelings, there are visual images outside myself. I see I see light. I hear sounds. I feel sensations, whether inside or out of me. I even see my body. I have these beliefs. I have visual images that I can kind of conjure up in my own daydreams or even in my sleep. 
and it's not something you normally think of as seeing outside of, of this separate self. But all of those things I'm looking at, and I don't feel like I have control over them. There's some influence, it seems like it, or at least I believe that. But everything that I could really point to, I don't feel like that's something I have control over. Um, awareness itself, I'm not even sure if I have control over that, like the direction of you know, what, what pulls and grabs me. So it kind of, it does, I feel like I don't know what I have control over. Um, and maybe the problem is, is that I just have, I'm, I'm forming some kind of representation of, of a fake thing. You know, like we, are we really it's not even the fact that we have control. It's just every single idea that we have about this very small and fictitious thing needs to be removed from the situation to see clearly. I think that was supposed to be a question, and there's no question on that. <laughs> <clears throat> So how about this? I don't know if we have any real good ideas about what this stuff is, but what do we do about it? What's what's your prescription for the the method? Hmm. Well, for me, Something that I feel like I feel like belief is a choice in whatever, whatever direction, whatever thing, whatever you want to choose. I truly do believe that because. I've experienced and witnessed and observed people and myself that have chosen to believe certain things and then certain things happen. And only from my perspective, good and bad. So somebody, you know, might say like, oh, this is great. And I look at it from my perspective, I'm like, that's awful that you've chosen to believe that. But they have. And, or, you know, vice versa, where it's like, or not vice versa, but on the opposite of that, have seen people believe things that they, they don't like, but they're like, but this is the truth. And I'm like, it's not. <laughs> and why the fuck would you ever spend two moments of your life believing that? But then you see this mountain years of believing that and it becomes true for them. It's not true for everybody, but it's true for them, which has given me the belief 
which I think is, this is a higher perspective than that, is that you create whatever you believe. So then the question that I've already thought about many times is what do I want to believe? So I spent time, you know, believing in things that I'm like, I believe in this. And though it's not easy or immediate, I've put time and energy believing in things that many have decided very early on. Now that's not possible or I don't choose to believe that. And I'm like, why, why wouldn't you? Oh, that's, you know, the odds or whatever, this and that. And yet I see time and time again from people that I admire that have maybe accomplished what I want or have designed their lives in a way that I'm like, that calls to me really, which I don't have control. Like really looking at it, I don't have control over what calls to me. I just know that it calls to me. I don't know why, but it happened at a very early age. And so I'm like, okay, well, who else had that same calling? Then I look to them and then I see it just riddled through their life, their belief. It's in their creations. It's in the way they talk. And I'm like, okay, then I resonate with that and I move in that direction. But it's not a common direction. So going that way, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of naysaying and there's a lot of disbelief and you have to, um, you have to grow belief. Yeah. <clears throat> so then that became at a part of the journey, a question that I've spent time focusing on. How do you, how do you grow belief in yourself? And I came, I, I chose, you know, to ask certain questions, which yielded certain answers and different methods. And it is interesting. Like it, it, it is all very, very much control based. And I know that like a lot of people would see my system or whatever if i really laid it all out and they'd be like this is fucking bullshit <laughs> but that's because that's not their experience that's not the reality that's not the truths that they've spent time and energy believing and maybe that's because they never realized that belief was a choice in the first place and maybe it's not i don't know because maybe that never called to them because maybe on top of all of it, that wasn't part of their design. So it is, I mean, it's, it's just this like tangled web of, yeah. I mean, really like getting down to all of it. I, I look at it. I can only speak from my own perspective because at a very early age, there were things that I wrote down and how I wrote them down, they were already calling to me. I had already like staked my claim 
And so year after year, day after day, I, I moved in that direction and it took a while, but now, you know, I really, I feel it. It's not even, it feels like more every day I'm gaining confidence in that. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So all of that, you know, it's like the stages of story itself. The belly of the whale is real. The dark night of the soul is real. And kind of crossing through those, you understand that it's like, oh, that is, that is the path, you know, for me, not necessarily for everyone else, but maybe it is, maybe it is for not this specific goal, but for whatever goal they have in their life. And so their their beliefs don't line up with mine. Their truths don't line up with mine. Yeah. They're not supposed to. I, I I think we tend to clash about the stories about our crucibles, our, our whales, our, uh, our dark nights. And, that doesn't really seem to be relevant. And I, I try my best when I'm hearing somebody talk like that um, to remember that like they're talking about a process that is very familiar to me. Like it's not a real different process. The process itself seems like it's a, it's a, a land marker within consciousness, not my consciousness, but consciousness itself within awareness. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to say, oh, no, no, but my whale's blue. That's that's wrong. Um, and we and it, it's not that silly to us. Like the things that we're pointing out are wrong and right. They feel very tangible, very real. Um, and we don't think of them as that it's just the story that we're telling ourselves, or at least the story that we're believing. And all of that, not just the stories themselves, but even the way that we're looking at it, is is changeable. And nothing is going to make you want to change the story or even question it um, if you believe it's the truth, if you still have 51 plus percent buy-in to the way you view stuff. Um so you kind of have to be in a state of some level of resistance and pain. It's got to it's got to be a dark night for you to entertain the possibility of letting go of this terrible story. It doesn't seem like, you know, you step away from it. And it would be so hard, but you know, we do have a lot of beliefs that are cancerous, that are disgusting. Mm-hmm. And Maybe that's the one power that we do have. It's like this seed of power, this very small thing that we can do right now. We don't have control of everything. We don't have control of all the beliefs that may come up when we think of something or we put our awareness on it. But we can start by just accepting like what's already inside of us, what's coming up. And then look at the beliefs that need growth, look at the beliefs that need dismantling. Um, but yeah, a lot of other people, I'm sure they hear this and 
if they feel confident in their fully formed way of looking at the world, they're not going to be invited to tearing it down by somebody that's kind of going through their own dark night. Um, it's a very, it's not a quick process. And I think that, you know, maybe that would be one of the reasons why people just dismiss it. It just seems impossible to take one step at a time in cleaning up their, um, their mental space and emotional space uh, than simply just diving into a fully formed belief that is no longer serving us. I mean, how many people would just rather say, no, everybody's idiots, you know, and the world's going to hell and I'm the only one that seemingly understands this? It seems like it just perpetuates a, a terrible way of looking at everything. Um, but truly stepping back and trying to slowly foster the good plants and allow the other bad weeds to die is a slow process. Oh yeah. It seems that way anyway. And again, to the same point of like what we talked about with sphere, I think how we experience time is to our benefit <clears throat> because and this, I don't know. I don't want to get off on a tangent, but the, all the, the idea that just came to mind was when we're having a good time, like when we're really loving what we're doing, time flies, right? Mm -hmm. It goes quick. Hours pass like minutes. When we aren't enjoying it, time slows down. And I think that is relative. That you're either in a time machine, like time warp machine, or a slow motion machine. And a slow motion machine is happening because it's saying you're not being aware enough. <laughs> Ask the fucking question. And the question is why? And I've been in the slow motion machine. Everybody has. And I've been brought, literally brought to my knees. Like the, I, I, I've told the story of my body seizing up and cramping. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I literally fell to my knees. I was like, why? <laughs> why? And I said it out loud. It was funny. It was the very first time that I realized like there was awareness of myself because I, I was I had no idea. I I started off towards something without the why, which is the worst thing you can do. Because you're going to put a lot of time and energy into something and realize, oh, I didn't really have an intention. <laughs> or or my intention, like if I'm being honest, my intention was not virtuous. It was lame, it was weak. And then it's it's a it's a painful lesson to learn, but it's also painful so you can remember. It's such a gift. <laughs> <It's> a, 
<laughs> and I mean that it is, it's it a is. funny thing. It's, it's a funny realization that it, Oh, it's such a gift. Like, Oh, you spent how much time? Oh, you lucky bastard. And you were in so much pain. Oh, good for you. <laughs> you really had to have learned that. And if you didn't, God, you know, you are a miracle <laughs> of not learning and not growth. And a lot of us, and myself included, I, I'm saying this laughing because I've done it so many times. And I also see it, you know, uh, in my kids and, and like a lot of kids, because you haven't been through the process of life enough to know, like, oh, you're still not learning. Good for you. You know, get a couple more bruises. Keep falling down. Keep saying the same shit. Like, but Hudson is perfect, you know, Phil. exactly and but and he's a great mirror because it's like this happens to us still consistently it's like what aren't you paying attention to and right after this conversation i'm gonna have to like start writing that down that's it's important stuff and i like i write down a lot of stuff but i think the the process of journaling cannot be overstated because something that I'm starting to see is a heavy through line with people that have done great things have accomplished a lot is that they're paying attention. They're fucking really taking notes that didn't work. Now what? Okay. So now what? And they're doing that all the time and they're making micro adjustments and setting micro goals, whether they're aware of it or not. But like, if they are aware of that process, like I just got done with green lights, McConaughey's book. Mm-hmm. This guy has been journaling for 30 years and it makes so much sense to me because he's, he talks throughout the entire book about things that he was working out and things that he's like, Oh, this didn't work. Like for instance, a very powerful story that he had and it's so funny because it's like shit that makes so much sense for me personally maybe not for everybody but it it really it the book was powerful on so many levels i'm gonna have to read it again very soon but the story that he had that like really connected with me was at one point in high school you know, as he talks about it, he's like, I had a truck and I was having a blast. Like I had a, I had a megaphone, uh, you know, hooked up to it and I'd come into the parking lot and I'd say funny things at people and then get a rise out of them. They laughed and he's like, I was getting the chicks. I was having a blast. I had a blast through high school. And he's like, and then one day, I I saved up and then I traded that truck in to get a car that I thought was the coolest. He was like, it was a cherry apple red 300 ZX twin turbo with T tops. And he says this and I was like, I wanted that car. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted that exact same fucking car. I never got it, but I wanted it. But it's funny because that car was just, an upgraded version of the car that I ended up creating in the, in the Acura Integra 
the wannabe that I made. And, but like I had learned kind of what he learned, but he learned it so much quicker and he adjusted so much quicker because again, I think it was just because he was journaling. Like he had set up this habit of like paying attention to what was working and what wasn't. And he was very honest with himself, but he's like, he's like, I got that, that 300 ZX. He keeps saying like with the T tops and he's like, man, I polished it and I washed it. And I, he's like, I stood by it and it was cool. He's like, and I felt cool driving. He's like, but a weird thing happened. The girls, they stopped coming by and I had to park it out in the farthest parking lot because I didn't want it to get any dings. And so I'm out there and I'm standing next to my car alone. Chicks no longer digging me. Friends no longer wanting to hang out. And I'm thinking, what the hell happened to my mojo? So then he just traded it back in and got his truck. He's like, and I got my mojo back right away. <laughs> He's like, I was having a blast, getting the chicks again. We were going to parties. Everybody was having a great time. I was making fun of people. And like, you know, um, he was just, he was the life of the party again. And I realized, I was like, yeah, it's the difference between trying to be cool and just trying to have a good time. And there was so much that I connected with that and it's like it does feel good to to feel cool every once in a while but shouldn't the goal really be in having fun and it was the night and day difference between um kind of really like philip ellering in the Acura integra and the persona that like when i had a couple too many and I was ace to be cold. And I was like, <laughs> just didn't care. I don't care. I'm just trying to have a good time. I don't care about anything about my image. I'm sure I'm slurring my words. Give me a hug. I love you, whatever, you know? And it's like, and that's a taste was, of surrender too. Exactly. And, and that was the thing is that it's like, there was the version where I'm like, I'm trying to do everything right for kind of an outside circumstance i guess and then there was the like oh but here's what's really going on and you know and you can do two you can you can do that to its detriment which i did (laughs) (laughs) you're not alone yeah exactly but but it is like it was a good lesson to hear that and instantly after hearing that I've already made some adjustments where I'm like, okay, how can I, I wrote it down right away. First off, you know, it's like, I've been journaling for a while. And I think since I've been journaling, life has gotten already insurmountably better because I am becoming more aware and I'm documenting this isn't working. Okay. adjust here. Does that work? And that becomes a game that's really fun. And I, it's like, if you're not playing that game, start playing that game. It's the greatest game ever. It's the game I think that everyone's supposed to be playing, but not too many people are. But the ones who do have a lot of fun. And just listening to that. And then also like 
talking about the things that we're talking about. I'm like, yeah, it just further reaffirms that it's like, what, what do you want to have control over? I'd like to have, like, if I'm being honest with myself, I'd like to have more fun. I'd like to enjoy it more. Yeah. I, I do have moments where I'm like, I was having a blast. Okay. Write that down. What, what was going on in that situation that you really enjoyed? And what were you letting go of? And oftentimes it's like, man, I was letting go of a lot of things, <laughs> you know? And it's like, and that's good. But it, it's weird because the the story that comes to mind is the um, the bartend, bartending story. And forgive me if I've already, like, if we've already recorded this. I know I've probably already mentioned it, but it's an important story because I was both the bartender and the guy I was talking to. So that, And I was talking out of experience and I knew him and his friends. I knew all perspectives so well and they all knew it. Everybody there was aware. And it was like, it was such a great moment. And I don't say that with like, I, I, I can't say it without ego because my ego does say like, yeah, you, that was a good one. But, uh, but I really mean it more for the purpose of awareness that there was a group of firefighters that came into the bar and one of them wasn't drinking. And the, the rest of them, they were like, come on, dude. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? And I, it was like middle of the day and I walk up and they're like, <laughs> they instantly like the leader of the pack, the, the alpha, which they're all alphas, but like this big burly black freaking firefighter. He, he looks at me. He's like, Phil, this guy is being a stick in the mud. I'm like, I can see that. And then they all laugh, you know, like, well, why? Well, and then the guy's like, no, man, like I've, I've got responsibilities, you know, this and that. And, you know, I, I can't be out having too much fun because I'm going to have to. And I was like, okay, well, then why are you here? And then the other guy chimes in, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, because you're confusing the situation here. You've already committed to being here, right? And the guy's looking at me. He's like, you're making some sense. And I'm like, so the goal here is you're all having fun. There's some sort of celebration. I don't know what it is. I don't need to know what it is because I've been here. But you're torn, which that doesn't do good for the decision you've made. So you need to just be absolute. Either you take off and you need to go home and you need to be responsible there. But if you are here, then your responsibility is to join in and have a blast. And then the guy, like, he kind of hangs his head, then looks up and he's like, give me a fucking beer, Phil. And I was, I was like, yeah, sweet. And then the, everybody, all these like firefighters are just like, fuck yeah, you're the best bartender ever. <laughs> I was like, no. I, and I was like, seriously, dude, like I, I didn't want either, you know, one way or the other. I didn't care, but I've been in your situation so many times and I've made that mistake. And he's like, no, nah, you're right. You're right. I'm here. So let's do this. And it was, and I've, you know, we've all done that so many times and it's just confusing. Like make the commitment one way or the other. If you're there, you're having a good time, have a good time. Yeah. So, or 
we're almost always it, it it feels like to me if if there's anything if there's any attempts to control any type of resistance to this moment it's usually because we're we're halfway in you know we're, we're doing one thing but we want it to be something else we're in one place when we want to be in another um, everything always feels like there's some division set up and we get to be the experiencers of that resistance of just on one side we're saying this is how it is and this is how it should be and the other side it's we're hitting it because we resent that fact we wish we could be all in and where we aren't um the strange thing is is that we're we're really we're you know we're beating ourselves up there's there's no other thing there's no obst any uh external obstacle external enemy that's doing this to us um and it, it feels like such a anything that gets you to that place that can get you to see that you're playing both sides uh it definitely there's a certain energy that's released and what whatever the method is for getting to that place like i that needs to be and ever, I believe, in, at least in my life more, um, as much as I've praised the efforts to write and journal, it's, I have not done it enough. And it feels like it's, yeah, there's like, everything is a, everything that comes up in my life is a chance to see a deeper truth through it. But you have to step back and you have to look at this stuff. It, it almost feels like this constant, never-ending court drama that you would rather just deny. Um, but any time I really look at the situation, I find out something that's... I'm really... I'm holding the keys to my own resistance, basically. I I honestly think... Any type of journaling or writing, even if it's not being written down, instead of just being lost in thought for for what will come up and grab your attention, you need to be actively, like, bringing this. You know what? I don't know if it's called real control or your 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 power. But you have to bring that back online. Really, I think we're just kind of caught up in the sea of change. What you know, whatever's coming up and grabbing you. And I tend to feel at the mercy, out of control, when I'm fighting everything that does come up. Whereas if you do take control of your ship and start to look at everything, yes, it's slow. Yes, it's not always the seas are not going to part as soon as you look at anything. Um, but it's, it's worthwhile to take a, a, a new look, a new vantage point to anything that's happening in your life. And I, I listen to him, I hear him on certain podcasts and I realize that he's, he's being honest. He is a thinker. So I think one tool that I've recently 
learn. It's actually a, it's a two two person two people have come into come on to like my radar or into my awareness, however you want to say it, but have come across my path that have given me a great gift and talked about him before but the chess master joshua waitskin he had the practice very early on because his dad had the practice his dad was a journalist and very successful and also became a screenwriter when he wrote the screenplay for searching for bobby fisher which was based on joshua's chess master you know level life at a very young age but they had the practice of writing down the most important question every night and then in the morning practices to pay attention and listen so i heard about this and it really like it just rang true to me it may not ring true to everybody but it rang true to me and i believed it and i was like yep okay i've experienced that on a very ridiculous level like ridiculously small level but i had done that enough times and experienced it enough to know that that worked for me Mm -hmm. and that i had done it but hadn't paid attention to that process enough so then i started paying attention to it a lot and as part of my journaling every night i would write down miq dash and then i would have my most important question and that was it's been effective but like a lot of this stuff it's almost like i mean it is like it's not almost it is that the simpler you can get it the more effective it's going to be the more defined and clear if you could have just one question and have it be the same thing it'd be more effective than asking a million different questions all the time But I was in the beginning, I asked a million different questions every night. And then in the morning, I'd pay attention. Sometimes it would come. Sometimes it wouldn't. Sometimes it'd be days later. And I'm like, oh, that's the answer to the question I just wrote down. But it was pretty clockwork. And so it became part of my process that I really like I believed in. Then recently, about a month ago, I was on Clubhouse, Evan Carmichael, really inspirational guy. He's got a huge YouTube channel that like if I I believe you've sent stuff to me, but if you're if you didn't and you're not aware of him, I'd like suggest checking out his stuff because it's all just, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's top 10 rules for success and like cool stuff that's like inspirational, very um, from powerful people that have like made it. What's his name again? But he had, it's Evan Carmichael. And he's just like, he's a YouTube guy and he got really popular. I've been like looking at his stuff just randomly for the past, I would say seven years. Like he would just pop up every once in a while because of other things that I was like looking into. But it's like, most of it is based around like the top 10 rules of Dwayne rock Johnson, you know, and he would, he'd hear this stuff and then he'd just consolidate it. And then he'd package it in a way that was simple for you to 
get kind of a, a quick like cliff notes on all these people that are successful. And you're like, wow, this is really cool. So he had a clubhouse room where he was just playing on auto for, you know, it was like on repeat. Um, Oprah's top 10 success tips. And at first I was like, freaking, what am I going to, you know, it's Oprah. I'm not doing laundry in the middle of the day with curlers <laughs> in my hair. Why, you know, why the fuck am I going to be listening to Oprah? And then, but I put it on and instantly I'm like, fuck, I should be, I should have been doing laundry in the middle of the day with curlers in my hair earlier <laughs> because she's a genius. And of course she is like, she's, you know, she's a mountain of a woman and she has done incredible things and she stumbled across, across really powerful tools. And the one that really connected with me, she's like, get quiet, get still and ask yourself, what's my next right move? And she's like, and pay attention listen really pay attention to listen to what's going on and what is trying to be conveyed to you she's like it may not happen immediately but it will happen and so i heard that and i was like well i'm throwing in i'm throwing that into my system that every night instead of asking a million different questions i'm just going to write down what's my next right move and it was crazy because it's like like a lot of these things it's like there's, you know, you'll have a few days where you're like, I think that's working. And then there's like one day that like just slams hard and gives you like a download. Yeah. And this past week I woke up shot awake at two thirty three, And though that's, you know, an hour and 10 minutes earlier than I normally wake up, I was like, fuck, I got to get down and start journaling. And I did, I like, I came downstairs and it was just gold and it was gold information. And I started writing it down. I was like, this isn't me. <laughs> I don't, I don't wake up at two thirty in the morning, you know, with fully formed ideas that I created. That does not happen. So there's another thing that's at play and I knew because it had been about, you know, three weeks of me doing this and like I was getting good stuff, but it would like float in. But this was like one night where I don't know what I did right. Maybe I drank more water, got to sleep earlier. I don't know. But that morning it was just an absolute brain dump gift. And so I was like jotting it down. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> These are all right moves. And I was like, this is going to take time. That's fine. I'm completely patient with it. And so that that's part of, you know, my, my recent addition to a process that like, as I've been journaling, seeing the effectiveness, it just like, there are all these little habits that, I love now. Like I, I count on them. They, they calibrate me and yeah, it is very control based. Um, 
but it's it's hard not to become addicted to things that you see effective results from where you're like all right that makes me feel better it might seem crazy to other people i don't care i'm not doing this for other people i'm not doing this for anything other than to have peace of mind that like at the end of each day i feel accomplished i feel like i've done what i can do and i can go to sleep and sleep good you know like i I sleep great now and that wasn't always the case i always you know i felt like on most nights there was like one year in high school where it was especially bad sophomore year but most nights i wouldn't sleep at all i'd sleep like shit and i didn't know why you know but it just feels like it's been a long time coming where I'm finally getting, and it's ironic because I'm sleeping, I'm getting, I'm in bed less, but the sleep that I'm getting is better and I feel more rested than I have historically because I feel like my day is full and it like, I've enjoyed more throughout the day than I had been. And it just keeps compounding as soon as I find something that I'm like, oh, that's work. that works, that's effective. So I just try to collect as many of those as possible. But let me ask you, like, are there any habits that, like, you've amassed or collected or anything that you've that come across your way that you feel like have been really effective for you to, like, feel like you've gained control over your situation? Uh, it's funny that you mention... Um the whole most important question and looking at it and paying attention the very next day, excuse me. Um, there was one point in my life where I was doing that. And I was also in my mind, I was kind of summarizing the day, just looking at it, not trying to invent some rosy picture of it, but really just try to review what happened basically. And, didn't really put any real effort on trying to make anything happen. It's just like I kind of sped through a 10,000 foot view of my day. Silently just said, thank you. Like, and I was just, wasn't trying to invent something I was saying thank you to. I just said, I, I, and it started very kind of, I probably started as a joke to myself. But then after a couple days doing it, you feel something extra. And I started noticing things throughout my day that I could connect back to dreams from the night before. I started noticing small things, and it didn't really matter that they were small. It was almost like the the things that I was suddenly was catching my notice were important. They were always important. And I was coming into contact with a very different way of being, or at least moving through the world and knowing things for certain uh, versus what I was so used to. Writing was a part of that, uh, kind of examining my own life, however I was doing it, was a part of that. And yet... I think often what's happened for me, it's become kind of a gimmicky type thing. It's no longer honest to myself. It's more like 
it, it is the thing that I read about in Men's Health or something. You know, it, it, be, <laughs> yeah. it becomes the the ninety. You know the the uh, the info. You want great abs, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we go from we go from something very organic and flexible, and you know, without a lot of self control over it, to suddenly it's an idea. Then it's it's an i it's a very visible idea, and now it bears no relation to the to the the real thing, but. When I was doing it, I think the one thing that was so impressive about it is that you you did feel like there was some other, there was a relationship going on. And it was hard not to feel that that was real. It was no longer even a question of it being, oh, just an idea in my head. It was, I was kind of opening a pathway of communication. Yeah. And... And it was, didn't really care, even even the thoughts that were coming up for myself, I didn't care to really entertain those or, or even fight the idea that, no, this is not that. It just felt like, just shut up, just keep doing it, let's see what happens. And that's a, that's a very important point to make in any of this. It's a, you have to, that's probably better just to, you know, calm down. Just keep doing it. Try not to. Don't try to turn it into anything. Just keep, <laughs> keep the channel yeah. open. You know, keep yourself being the receiving vessel. Dude, um, yeah. you're you're using verbiage that I wrote down exactly years ago. Very fascinating. I I think in a very real way. I think we're all just a channel for what can come in to this experience. Yeah. And yeah, we're, re we're receivers as I, as I've known it and experienced it and have like visually seen it in my mind. Like I, sorry to interrupt. No, it's yours. I, I had an experience where that channel was open and it was happening too quick. But like the, the level of communication was so rapid and profound. And since then, thank God, I like I asked, I was because like it continued on like that pretty steady or I was like, I cannot write down any of this. Like, I'll get halfway through a thought that is really good, and then it just skips to another thought that's really good. And I was like, what in the hell has happened to my mind? It's like, this is completely ineffective. So, luckily, that relationship, like, I, I realized it was a relationship, and I was like, because I I was just like, I want this to slow down. And then it started slowing down. I was like, oh, cool. That's all I had to do. <laughs> That's all I had to do. You know, because like in the beginning, I was like, wow, this is great. And I'm like, no, it's not because I can't learn anything if I can't actually like effectively record it or organize this information. And so then I asked for it to slow down. Then I was 
I was still taking notes like crazy, but then I didn't have a process to organize it. And then, of course, we have the episode where you had mentioned GTD that had floated my way through uh, Kristen. Then I was able to organize it after that. But it's still like there's so much that comes in all the time that I'm taking notes on. Which I'm like, I'm totally cool with. I surrender to that. Where I'm like, it's always going to be a lot. There's always going to be a lot that's like fired my way. I just write it down. I don't know when I'll get to organizing it. Like there's just too much. Um, I've got stacks of notes that I'm constantly like processing. And like several months ago, I got all the way caught up and I was like, okay, cool. And then it just goes right back to being like a ton of notes quickly because every day there's like something that'll just pop up I'm like oh okay but i've kind of just like all right that's fine because i think just in writing it down it helps you remember you may not remember everything but it's a step in the right direction of remembering and being able to access that information at a time that you need it so yeah. even if you don't ever look at it again it's better than just letting it float around in your head yeah so I'm thankful for for getting that piece of the puzzle. Yeah, it's so funny that you can look at the, the normal flow of consciousness and what's going on, what what appears to be going on. And I I kinda wonder if there's degrees of awareness because so much happens before I ever have a chance to really like how much I don't notice. I'm off to the races with a uh, something happens and a thought comes up and a feeling comes up and I'm already fighting it or I'm already saying, yes, that's, that's awesome. And how do we get more of it? Um, but when I would get those intuitive little bursts, those disruptions that felt like they were like, I didn't do them. That's that just the kind of weird intuition that I felt it was coming to me. Um, there was always that sense of noticing that was separate from the thing itself. It's almost like you're shocked that it came up. And I don't normally get that with my own thoughts, that I think I'm thinking. It's just this steady stream at some level of power just that I'm fixated on. And I might not even be aware of what that's changing into, um, but stepping back and noticing what's coming and actively doing activities that are about strengthening not the noticing itself but the noticer of these things it it feels like that's that makes life new again for me it's like there's real exploration right there putting aside everything that I believe and not taking that seriously anymore to pay attention to this new layer where everything's new again. And in that place, I've noticed that even, even small things are not small. The smallest thing that you can really notice might change everything. Yeah. And that's helpful too because normally the, the small things in this other way of doing business uh, as a human being 
feel like we we shit on the small things. So what? I don't want to I don't want to put on a happy face for and and say it's a it's a great day when it's not. I don't want to learn something small about this world. I need to I need to get on with my life. I need to get the big goals. And we're we're never going to be happy. We're never going to be at peace. We're never going to have enough in this other mode. Whereas yeah, this, because <laughs> the because the goal because the goal is something. It's not. Uh, you haven't made the goal being content. You haven't made the goal joy or enjoyment or happiness or love. It's the thing that you think is going to bring that. Which <laughs> shoot, <laughs> you know, shoot a BB gun out into space and see if you hit uh hit the planet you want to hit <laughs> yeah it's good fucking luck buddy but if you make your intention like i want to enjoy this oh well then all these things start popping up and you're like like for instance the example um quickly uh is you know in the morning it was driving me crazy that Elena and Hudson would fight on the weekends and it would make our weekends freaking unbearable. We'd get off to the wrong start immediately. And it was like the same fight over and over and over again. So finally, like first, my first like solution was, all right, I'll react out of habit. Take Hudson, put him upstairs. Nope. He doesn't want to be upstairs. So eventually the process became, I grabbed him and one day I was so mad. I was like, can't go upstairs. Upstairs is wrong. And it's like, like I'm in caveman mode <laughs> and it's just simply upstairs bad. You know this. <laughs> so I was like, okay, then we will go outside. But it's like, if he goes outside, then he's still seeing, you know, out front. It's cold. Daddy, I'm cold. And he starts complaining about that. I'm like, damn it, can't go outside. Can't be inside. And so one day I was so frustrated. I And I didn't want him grabbing at things. I was like, I'm putting him in his car seat. Strapping him down. And I don't want to be a bad parent. So I'm going to be in the car with him and just let him cry. I strap him into his car seat. And I'm sitting there I'm like, and he's letting me have it. But then... He calms down and he's sitting there and he's like still huffing and puffing. And he's like, are we going for a ride? I was like, yes. You know, and I was still pissed. Yes, we're going for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> so I open up the garage and then we go out. And then as we're pulling out of the the driveway, we go over the the driveway and we hit the bump. And as we hit the bump, it kind of like surprised me. And I went, whoa. <laughs> and then he laughed. And he's like still, he's still got like tears that are drying on his cheeks. But he laughs because it surprised, surprised him. And then my reaction to it made him laugh. So I was like, okay, that worked. So then I threw it in drive again and went back over it and did it again. And he like started dying laughing. So we spent the next five minutes going back and forth <laughs> over the bump and 
then then finally he was like done with that and he's like are we going for a ride <laughs> like just gonna keep doing this i was like okay let's go for a ride so i closed the garage we take off and it's early morning and the sun's coming up and then he's like open up the sunroof he's like daddy i want you to open up the sunroof so i open up the sunroof and cold air is just blasting in and i'm like i'm watching the sunrise he's in a good mood and there's just cold air that's like waking me up and i'm like this is the fucking best yeah wow one of my like most precious precious recent memories and so i was like well we need music and i put on dire straits money for nothing and hudson starts just nodding his head like yeah and so i start fist pumping out of the sunroof and he starts laughing again like uncontrollable like no that's breaking the rules and i was like no these are the rules and it was just fucking awesome and then i realized yeah it was magic and i realized i was like this is what's missing and it's funny because it wasn't like that happened before the mcconaughey thing and he's like and then i got rid of that 300 zx with the t-tops and i got my truck back and i got my megaphone and i got my mojo back and i was like shit i just got my mojo back and i realized like i was like this is what's been missing i'm not not enjoying it I'm doing, you know, a lot of things, doing a lot of things right, but I'm not enjoying them. So it's like, how do you do the things that you know you have to do or whatever? How do you do them better? How do you do them so you enjoy them? And that question instantly is answered, you know, or it's forced out of you. <laughs> it Like in that situation, it's just absolutely, you know, and that, and that's happened so many times. Like that's that's how stuffy was created. That's how all these things. Like it usually it gets to this. I can't handle this anymore. Intense uh, situation. But it's like every single time, once the dust clears, you're like, wow, that resulted in a really cool thing. Yeah. Wow. I I, I had a few brushes with that early on, and it, at first I felt like. Uh, I mean, you bring up this comment, I don't think I can do this much longer, almost feels like this other force that's going to come in and show you real magic is going, uh-oh, hold on, let's put the pizza down, we're ready to go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Little uh, control boy is finally getting out of the way, or he's about to. Um, I remember having a very specific moment with that. And I found myself saying, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I was having, and I'm, I, I probably feel more emboldened because you've told me your stories. And I'm like, oh shit, it's not just me. Because in the time, you know, when I was having these, it's like, I'm basically having an adult tantrum, which is not any different than a child's tantrum. But I remember, I mean, I was like just short of falling on the floor in the fetal position and crying you know i can't do this i can't do this in in mid-sentence of saying i can't do this i'm like 
it just became a weird statement that I was more curious about and I stopped. And it was like whatever I was trying to do, that trying stopped completely. I didn't try to stop. It just kind of like you just have this weird gateway that's on one side looks like personal failure. <laughs> and then on the other, yeah. it's, oh, no, that's where the light comes in. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> and I don't know how to. Exp- I could explain it in many different ways too, but it feels like. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm going to have to do that more if I want to see more magic like this. Um, <laughs> the absolute. I'm fucking awful at this. Thank you. We've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop. Honest boy showed up, Mister Honest. <laughs> you are awful. <laughs> and yeah, you find yourself sitting in the sun in a nice, cool, uh, crisp breeze with your son and listening to good music. And if someone came up and said, ah, this was your plan all along, you're like, uh, I didn't do this. This was this was a happy accident that I want to be not so accidental from here on out. Um, it definitely woke up this urge in me to try to take control and have more moments like that, which is another thing I have to look at. Um, but the best thing you can do is find more methods for, for becoming a little bit more, um, aware of what's happening and having more, uh, a more playful attitude about what does come up. So you're not just constantly being gripped. You're a little bit more flexible and willing to take a look at good things and bad things that happen. Um, not so you're not just you're not pulled into the cyclone where you have no power whatsoever and uh, but it's it's magical and what I always feel when I'm in those moments that you describe is just the sense that I didn't have to do anything to get there like it was never about what I was gonna do to make that moment it, from my standpoint, it's free. It doesn't cost a damn thing. Whereas the, you know, the, uh, the, the T-tops cost a lot. <laughs> but then you find yourself out on a candy, you know, candy apple red. <laughs> and you're out there with your T-tops and no one's there. And you're like, okay, either I didn't hit cool and this isn't so cool. Or this is cool and I don't want to have anything to do with cool because I didn't understand what I was asking for. But either way, you go back to the truck and your easy way of being, and I'm sure that you can chase having fun just as much as you can chase being cool as well. It's not the end of the line, but I think it's a step in the right direction. Like, are you here for the vehicle for being something else, or are you here for the ride? Are you here to learn stuff? And, you know, there's a definite point in time where being cool is not up there on your list of you know desirable things but i think having a good time is a little bit it's a little bit closer to everybody's goal or at least one of them yeah that's is definitely more fun yeah i think everyone's you know and how that looks for everyone is different so each one of us asking that question, it's going to be a little bit different, but not everyone asks that question, which is sad. It's like, 
one of my beliefs is that we were put here to enjoy this. And so, but you need to know what you enjoy. And a lot of people like have randomly done things that they really enjoy and then they just don't do them again. Not out of, you know, it's just out of a lack of awareness. Like you do something like, Oh, that was a blast. And you look back to it like, and now it's over can never be done again. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. So, and it, it, that, that isn't to say that like, I'm supposed to be like, Oh, you know what? I had a lot of fun in that Acura Integra. I'm going to get an Integra, put a body kit on. <laughs> like that would be depressing <laughs> you know, at this, at this age to do that again. It would be like, wow, what am I doing? But to to look at things that you're like well it really i i enjoyed working on a creative project and designing something and then looking at like well what does that look like now and being honest with that answer and moving in that direction is going to yield far better results you know than trying to like again trying to obtain a thing in order to yield a result have intentions for a result, let go of what that looks like. And then that thing will present itself and you'll be like, wow, that's what, it, that's what was always supposed to happen. So I think maybe like just even talking about this more, I think it, it brings clarity to that process of, um, that's something that I became aware of recently that I really want to do more of is just enjoy more moments, have more moments that are enjoyable. Um, and then also, you know, it's like, there are things that I like doing that, like, I kind of forget, like, and it's almost like you instantly start avoiding it because of the difficulty level. Um, not that I, I've been avoiding, you know, really hard work or anything, but just doing the, all the manual labor in the backyard. Like I reached a point yesterday where I woke up like yesterday was a very full laborious day. I woke up not realizing that we had a lot of work ahead of ourselves in the yard. I knew we had a little bit and that's like an understatement. I knew we had a lot, but I didn't think that we had as much as it would end up to be. So I woke up and at like 4.30 in the morning, I was working out. And I had a good workout and then the day started and the realization that our small irrigation problem was a big one. There was a lot of digging ahead of me and I did that. And then there was a lot of troubleshooting, finally got that fixed. And then at the end of the night, a weird thing happened. I was exhausted and then the sun was like starting to go down, starting to cool off. And I had taken a break in the middle of the day and just kind of collapsed, fell asleep real quick. And then as the day wore on, I decided to go back out and I told myself, I was like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to plant one tree. Like we had put them in place or I had put them in place, but they were resting too high. So I knew I had to pull them back out and then dig deeper holes. 
And I knew I had known that like right as I dropped all of them in. I was like, ah, well, maybe I can put the dirt up a little bit. And I'm like, nah, it's not going to work. So then I committed to that, but I had planned on doing it the next day. But I got out there, did one. I was exhausted. And then there was just a Goggins part of me. Yeah, but why don't you just do two? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm in so much pain. I'm so tired. That sounds amazing because <laughs> i was just like i'm already there like i'm already cooked i've been cooked let's just cook it as as hot as we can get it and that became the game and i played that at work a lot you know like in the past in different jobs because i didn't have a choice but something became really fun about having the choice that became even more hard. It was more difficult than work because work dictated you can't give up. And so you had to learn to enjoy it. This was, you can give up, which was even mentally harder. And I was like, I can. Yeah, maybe I will after the next one, but I'm going to do another. And so I did another and I was like, all right, I only got one more. And each one was just exhausting. I got done and I was like, I feel so, like the sun was down and I was still out there. Kristen had gone inside and uh, I was just exhausted. I had my shirt off because I was hot as fuck. Like my core was just out of control. It still is today. That's how hard it, I worked. And I was just sitting there like looking at all the work that had been done and like realizing, you know, like really being attached to that experience. I was like, Oh God, I haven't felt this good. And this worked in a while on this level. It's like, I miss this shit. <laughs> it's like the sick part of my mind was just so like I was enjoying it. I'm like, so then this morning woke up, about 4.30, and I was like, all right, let's work out. And it worked out, and then went back out in the yard and started doing more work and heavy digging. And I was just like, as I'm doing it, I'm focusing on my breath and focusing, you know, like on all these things that we've, we've learned and makes you even more efficient with doing like manual labor and just like, pushing my body and it was just again felt great after because i was so damn tired mm -hmm. and not not attaching that idea of being exhausted that exhausted to being bad but really attaching it to being good I just, I just felt good all day i'm like fuck i want to do that i want to like really cook it <laughs> yeah. more now I, there's still games in it, but I wonder if there's any element to like what you were saying to those firefighters that also has a point to be made in what you're talking about. You're all in. You might be playing yeah. some kind of game where you're like, you know, you're, you're, I mean, I, I remember doing that. I kind of want to almost, you're mocking the situation. I, I, I would love to see people look frightened by me. 
Like, oh yeah. my God, he's a machine. Look, look how much he's doing. Um, or tell people, or you want, you secretly want people to tell you, no, no, just, you need to stop. You don't need to keep going. Oh, now I have to do more. Um, <laughs> but there is that sense that I wonder if one of the things that's happening that you're encountering some kind of magic is that you're finally all in. There's no part of you that's like secretly trying to hold back in any way. Yeah, I mean, you might still be playing a game, but like, I think you start to get closer to a place where you are seeing how it is to be of like to have to be without conflict, to be no one hundred percent of me. I'm into this activity, and there's no part of me that secretly, you know. I'm doing it for the pay. I'm doing it for the prestige. I'm doing it for this or that. It becomes pure and honest. And you might be doing it to learn something, but there's no part of you that's trying to get somewhere else. Um, you know, trying to become cool. Um, yeah. You see something. You're just enjoying it. Yeah, you're you're not trying to manipulate the situation. You're you're all in and just. I've seen it where I've been more close to that, and because of the lack of conflict, in being all in like that, you start to notice things that you wouldn't normally notice if you were so busy trying to get somewhere. Yeah trying to get this done so I can get on to this other thing. I'm trying to get this done. It's like, yeah. And okay. So like, let's look at that a little bit for in, in the instance of the yard, yard work isn't, it's not fun in a traditional sense. It's not like, it's not, easy fun where like you go to a party you start having a couple beers that didn't take much energy and now you're having fun it's but what i was experiencing it it doesn't look like that at all but it was still really enjoyable with where I was mentally. And that was showing because like as we as Kristen and I fixed the irrigation I had set my mind to like okay we're going to fix this and it was one thing after the other it really was like it could have just at any level frustrated me to the point where I was like I don't want to do this anymore because it was hot outside. I'm fucking around with something I've never done before. And quickly I like, I was just like, no, this just needs to get done. So then my mind switched and I was like, okay, whatever it takes. Yeah. So then it was like this calming effect of <clears throat> one thing after the other. Okay. That didn't work. What next? And we were just attacking it very systematically and then it, it really was just a game at that point. Like, okay, zones three, four, five, and six are working. Why isn't two working? 
And then she's like, well, one hasn't worked like since the guy who came and did our sod and irrigation worked on this thing. He messed something up. I'm like, okay. So I'm now I'm like looking for different things that I was before. And then we just, we're like going at it in this way. And then, you know, our irrigation, our drip line, which was zone one was this spout. And she's like, if that works, water's going to shoot up into the air. And I was like, well, okay, let's test it. So like we, we hook up that wire. She's like, yeah, but we've hooked up this wire and it hasn't worked before. And I'm like, yeah, but I think the problem was here. So then we try it and she's in the garage and I'm outside. She's like, let me know if it goes. Cause water's going to shoot up like, you know, old faithful. And then all of a sudden water just shooting up all over our neighbor's house. And I'm like, yeah, works. Turn it off. And she doesn't hear. And cause she's like far away in the garage and it's just pouring all over this guy's house. And I'm like, damn it <laughs> but kind of happy at the same time it's like this funny moment and then um but then zone two didn't work and it's like we just went at this thing very calmly and we finally got it all to work and i think that spread or it's like you get something that would be potentially very frustrating but then you look at it in a very positive with a positive attitude and that starts feeding into other things and you're like okay well, we've got these three trees. They're all heavy as fuck. I have no idea how heavy they are, but they are deceivingly heavy. And pulling them out of the holes, just that act alone, I'm like that is a workout. So I'd be gassed out after just lifting one out of this hole. And then you have to like fill it with mud and, you know, soil and then, drop it back in and adjust it. It's like, but then it was just like, you know, like I said, one thing after the other, it's like, I'm getting a hell of a workout. And my mind was in such a good place where I was like, I want to do more. I want to stay out here. It's like getting dark. I'm like, I just want to continue doing more and more. You're well, you're learning hard ass work. You're, you're in a better mental state, emotional state, physical state. You're learning stuff about yourself and the way things work. And it's like, suddenly it's almost as if it's giving you more than you're giving it. You know, you're, you're yeah. getting more in return than what you're putting in or at least equal. And that doesn't usually normally the mode that I'm in always feels like how much am I going to have to give for something that's not going to be enough. And I'm I'm never under that impression, that mindset, like, okay, let go of any preconceptions, whatever it takes, do that. Having choice or the illusion of choice always makes me free to make myself hate what I'm doing and and then I'm suddenly I'm probably more invested in my resentment for having to do this job. And I'm more frustrated by every little obstacle that comes up that I'm not paying attention to the the correct way to fix and troubleshoot problems. And I'm not having a good time. I'm just still wrapped up in this idea of how nice it would be to take a shower and lie down. So, but you realize it's like kind of, I, I had a real 
insight when you had said whatever it takes. It's it, There is something in you that's saying, I'm not going anywhere. And there's no expectations. I'm going to calm down and figure this out one step at a time and not blow it up to something terrible that I don't want to be doing right now. It's a better game to play. And yeah. that, my, that mindset might be the very mindset that we need to carry into everything. But when it is done, you're not going to have a negative impression of it. In fact, it's going to be a very, you probably, you'll look, you know, you look, remember it with fond memories and it's going to teach you something. And you're going to have a hell of a sleep. You're going to feel proud about what you did and how you spent the day. And instead of being in some kind of spiral. It's, and it's amazing, like doing something really hard like that, especially physically, you think it's going to take more. And I like, I woke up, I felt it. But at the same time, after about 10 minutes of being awake early morning, my body was like, let's go. Like it wanted more. Yeah. It wanted to jump right back into that mode again. And, you know, it's like, Although muscle memory is a myth, like it's just that idea of like your your body really does remember what you did. And just for other manual labor jobs that I've had, I've done that so much that it's like just doing that once again. It was like, oh, he's doing it again. Okay, we got to get <laughs> man the hatches. You know, it's like the the ship starts transforming like flight of the navigator like okay we're going into this mode again it's been a little bit but like let's really do it and i was excited to get back into that mode like fully into like move the shit out of yourself yeah it's nice to be in that mm-hmm.